Thank you for joining us for the broadcast of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. We are located at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, and we're so glad you've tuned in. We pray that today's message is truly a blessing to you. If you desire prayer, our ministers are available to pray with you. Give us a call at 803-776-1238 or call us toll free at 1-888-776-1238. Today, Pastor Daryl Jackson continues a series of messages on celebrating God's goodness with the message titled, God Will Work It Out. There's a word from the Lord as we remain standing and get into God's word. The first Sunday in March of this year, we began a series that we have called the Diamond Jubilee Sermon Series. And we said to you then that God encouraged us, inspired us to look throughout the scriptures and choose those verses that have meant so much to this ministry, meant so much to me as a pastor, to Bishop Jackson as the former pastor. And we have done that since March. In September, beginning first Sunday, we started a series within that series entitled Celebrating God's Goodness which we celebrated from September to November the goodness of the Lord as it relates to our lives in this ministry. This is the final message in that series, Celebrating God's Goodness. And I have purposely saved this scripture reference for this message. This is the final message in celebrating how good God has been. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. New King James Version. And if you would indulge me for a moment today and allow me, may I take my time and preach this? Let me, let me put it in some context for you. On November the 4th, my good friend Deacon Samario of 1979, 44 years ago, I did my initial sermon from this text. I was a young man in my early 20s, 21 or 22 years old. And God had called me to be in the ministry. And I was unsure how this would work out because I was a law school student at the time on my way to what I thought was a career in being a lawyer and God gave me this message and gave me this text and so if I am emotional about Romans 8:28, I hope you would understand and at least indulge me if you can't celebrate with me on that okay because it means so much to me. And my prayer for the last two weeks as I was 
preparing this was, Lord, help me share this with others, that it will mean so much to them as you do what you have called them to do. So listen to the reading of Romans 8, 28, New King James Version. Paul the Apostle writes, And we know that all things, <laughs> please look at somebody and say all things, work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to and we know <laughs> Mother Jackson you remember that day it was a Sunday night in the Memorial Chapel and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. For the next few moments, I want to speak to you from this subject. God will work it out. Before you sit down, just wave at somebody and say, God will work it out. Clap those hands as you take your seat. Forty-four years later, it was almost 44 years to the day. Mother King, it was November the 4th, 1979. Forty-four years later, Gwen, I still can declare God will work it out listen these are inspiring words that are often used to encourage those who may be feeling a sense of anxiety <laughs> that's how I was feeling 44 years ago over difficult or unstable situations in their lives. Lord, what am I going to do? I know you've called me to do something, but I, I, I thought I had my career already mapped out. Why are you bothering me now, Lord? Okay. Situations that will fluctuate. Ooh. Speaking to some young people now, because don't you think where you are now is where you're going to be the rest of your life. God will take you through ups and downs, through mountaintop and valley experience. Uh, to those who are trying to avoid being paralyzed or sidetracked by this anxiety that you are feeling. And don't think that there's something wrong with you because there's not. Perhaps more simply put, those who find themselves worrying too much, someone say too much, about things outside of their control. Find ourselves tossing and turning, waking up in the middle of the night, worried about things that we cannot control. 
showed up on this first Sunday in November 2023 to declare God will work it out. Look at somebody and say, yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Listen, I, I, I saw a news story on October the 25th of this year that was aired on ABC National News, which, and I was already in my mind working on this message, and I saw this story, and it was confirmation. That story said this, that there are 40 million plus people in America today that suffer from some kind of anxiety. Why is that important? Because see, what the enemy would have you think, you're the only one. Can somebody say the devil is a liar? The truth be told, somebody you're sitting next to right now all dressed up but still messed up. You don't know people's story. A whole lot of people can look good going through what they're going through. I think the songwriter puts it this way, I don't look like what I've been through. Over 40 million Americans today, young, old, black, white, rural, urban, that are suffering from some kind of anxiety. It is said that worrying does not empty, and I love this quote, worrying does not empty tomorrow of its problems. It just emptied today of its strength. Worrying today does not solve tomorrow's problems. It just takes the strength that you need today to make it another day. That's why the Bible tells us so clearly, Jesus tells us, take no thought, don't worry about worry about this or that for tomorrow will have his own problems uh, and Proverbs tell us lean not to that own understanding all that ways acknowledge him he will direct your path look at somebody and say no worries no worries why anxiety is costly Anxiety often leads to physical, to emotional, and yes, to all of my Holy Ghost-filled brothers and sisters, it even leads to spiritual problems that can really impact and affect one's quality of life. Some of you would be a lot happier if you learned how to turn some things loose. Some of you will sleep a lot better if you realize it's outside of my control and God will work it out. <laughs> Am I right about it? 
Some of you can go to jobs working in a den of lions and feel good because you know that God is still in charge. Any witnesses in here, anyone in here know that I'll trust God even when I can't trace him. Even when I don't see the outcome, faith tells me everything is going to be all right. Listen, one of my absolute favorite quotes is one of my absolute favorite human beings on earth. Someone that I've never met, don't have the desire to necessarily be in his company, but I read everything he ever writes. And that is Pastor Rick Warren former pastor of the Saddleback Church. He wrote a powerful transformational book called The Purpose Driven Life. Many of you have read that. Here's what the author, Pastor Rick Warren, says in that book. And this quote touched me years ago, and I still have it on my bookshelf, and I see it every day I sit down to work. He says this, The more you pray, the less you panic. And the more you worship, the less you worry. And so my, my adoption of this goes like this. If you pray, don't panic. If you worship, don't worry. Now I'm going to see if I'm in the right place. Brother Jarvis and the musicians behind me. I'm, I, I'm, I'm just going to see if I'm in the right place. So I want to take just about 10 seconds to invite all the worshipers to stand to your feet and lift your hands and declare, I am a worshiper. And I will not worry. One more time before you sit down, look at somebody and say, I am a prayer warrior and I will not panic. I am a worshiper and I shall not worry because the God I serve will work it out. Y'all clap those hands and take your seat. Y'all sit down before church breaks out. Sit down before praise breaks out. Sit down before somebody remember where the Lord has brought them from. Before somebody remember how tough it used to be and how God kept you imperfect. Because somebody says, all right now. Y'all going to make me preach. Look at somebody that says, all right now. We don't hug and shake hands like we used to because of COVID. But let, since we don't want COVID to win, just wave at somebody and say, neighbor, I don't know what you're going through. But God told me to tell you it's all right now. Don't wait until the battle is over. 
you can praise God as you go through it. Come on, Zion. Come on, church. Anybody got to praise right now? Anybody got to praise right now? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Because somebody says, all right, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. May I preach? Should I preach? I feel like preaching. Y'all bear with me a little while. I've got a, a little ways to go. The reason why we as people of faith should not allow anxiety to ruin our lives is because no matter what we may be going through or how difficult things may be, we know this, that God will work it out. That's why broke people can praise God. That's why sick people can praise God. That's why people who are going through divorces can praise God. That's why somebody in intensive care can praise God. That's why somebody taking chemo can praise God. That's why somebody under dialysis can praise God. Because no matter what the situation is, God is still a good God. Somebody say, yes, he is. Look at the text. Whew. 44 years ago, 44 years ago at the Conwell, I, God gave me this message. Pastor Lawson, you remember my life was an absolute mess. Not, not that I was in the middle of something illegal. No, I, I, was, I was confused. Lord, God, God's hands were on me, and I knew that I couldn't run anymore. <laughs> and I had resisted the urge, and here I am now preaching my first message, 22, 21 years old. And God said, everything is going to be all right. I said, but it doesn't look like it. God says, go to the text. And in the text, it's so important, allow me just a few homiletical moments to put it in some context for you. The year was 60 AD that Paul writes this. And I said to the church at eight, I don't throw that date out to let you know that I'm a scholar because I don't profess to be anything other than an old bubbling country preacher. But 60 AD was important because it was during the height of persecution for the New Testament church. Nero was the evil maniacal emperor of Rome. Nero was Hitler before Hitler. 
Nero was Mussolini before Mussolini. Nero was Stalin before Stalin. Nero was Trump before... Uh, Trump. He was one messed up, eccentric, egotistical, evil leader. He persecuted believers for his own entertainment. He took believers and placed them in the Colosseum in Rome and, and wrapped them in animal skin and turned wild beasts on them and watched with delight as wild beasts devoured Christians' body. Woo. Wasn't easy being a believer. But God had a word. God raised up Paul as an apostle, former persecutor of the church. And God said to him, I need you to write one of the most significant epistles that will appear in Holy Scripture called Romans. And I need you to write this letter to the saints in Rome. And I need you to encourage them because they're going through so much. Paul writes this epistle to the Romans that many biblical scholars today refer to as the cathedral of the Christian faith. Paul writes all of this epistle, but one chapter in particular stands out. And it is chapter number eight. All of them are wonderful. But this one, for our purposes, stand out. You've got to understand what they were going through. They, they were asked to take down on the name of Jesus. They were asked to denounce the name of Jesus. And you and your family can live. And so Paul, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, opens the eighth chapter with the first verse and Paul says there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the spirit in other words don't you feel condemned don't you feel embarrassed because you are a believer. Don't let anybody tell you that you are going astray. There is no condemnation. In other words, God has your back. How many of you know that I'm proud to be a believer? I, I, I don't have to wear it on my sleeves. I wear it in my heart. People don't have to determine I'm a believer because of my wardrobe. They determine because of my conversation, because of how I treat people, because of how nice I can be to people who are never nice to me. Can I preach? Because how I can take a licket and keep ticket. How I can praise God on a bad day with a good praise. Who am I preaching to? There is now no condemnation. 
Then Paul, in this eight, I love this eighth chapter. It has 39 verses. And I don't know about you, but I have the tendency of highlighting verses in a chapter that means a lot to me. And I checked it out last night, a Deacon Porterfield, to make sure. And out of the 39 verses, 12 of them I highlighted on my computer or in my Bible. Because they all mean so much, but these jumped out. And just a few of them, verse 18, Paul moves down and writes these words. <laughs> this is for everybody. Anybody in here has ever had to suffer over anything? Don't fool me. Now, y'all don't have to act so deep. That's why we keep the lights dark, because you don't have to be, nobody have to watch your expression, okay? Uh, anybody ever had to go through anything? And so Paul writes this in verse 18, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory Woo! which shall be revealed in us. Look at somebody and say, after you suffered a little while, God has some glory with your name on it. In other words, there shall be glory after this. Somebody help me say after this. Anyone have an after this praise, after this testimony? Y'all got about 20 seconds to give God a Shabbat shout for an after this testimony. Look at somebody and say after this. After you've lost your job. After your family has broken up. After you went through all you went through. God said it's not over yet because there will be glory. There will be praise after let me preach to this side of the church. After you've had your worst days, God says something good with your name is on it after Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Do me a favor. Think of one thing you went through that God brought you out of and you didn't think you could make it, but you did. You never thought you would still be here. But you are. Never thought you can lift your hands again. But you're doing it. Look at somebody and say, neighbor, believe me when I tell you this praise has a testimony to back it up. Somebody shout one time after all that I've been 
10 more minutes. Woo! Trying to get through this. And every time I try to move on, God reminded me of all the blessings since 1979, baby. And you and I, all the things God brought our family through, all the things God brought you through. Somebody one time said, Lord, I thank you. So Paul writes in verse 28. The iconic verse in an iconic chapter in an iconic book. <laughs> Paul writes in verse 28. And we know. <laughs> How do you know? I just know I know. <laughs> and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Listen how the New Living Translation puts it. It says, and we know that God <laughs> causes everything to work together for the good. Three key insights from this incredible verse that I want to leave you with. That I need you to take with you the rest of this week, the rest of this year, the rest of your life. Because this verse has been my guiding post since November the 4th, 1979. Three key insights. Insight number one is this. It is God and God alone that causes all things in our lives to work out. It's not your family. It's not your intellect. It is not the degrees that are hanging on your walls. Because somebody had to give you the capacity and the ability to retain information. Ooh. It is God and God alone that causes all things in our lives to work out. I have incredible parents, had an incredible dad, I have an incredible mother. I give them credit for a lot of the success that I enjoy in this life, but not everything. Because there are things in my life that turned out well simply because God was on my side. 
anybody join me and want to declare if it had not been for the Lord that was on my anyone want to join me and declare it is of the Lord's mercies that we've not been consumed his compassion faileth not it is renewed every morning great is his for anybody want to join me and say when my enemy and my foe came upon me to eat up my flesh they stumbled anybody want to join me and say the Lord lifted up a standard tell somebody it was God and God alone that caused all things in my life to work out all right. Next time you look at that degree and smile, say, but God. Next time you crank up that favorite automobile, but God. Next time you throw on those designer clothes, but God. Next time you go to work in your favorite job, but God. Here's the second insight. Ooh, second insight. Note what the text does not say. This is important. The text does not say that all things will be good to us. Don't get it twisted. The text never said that you won't ever have to go through anything. The text never said you won't have to bury mama and grandmama text never said that you won't have to bury a husband that you love dearly. Some of you are a son and a husband. Rose, in such a short period of time. text never said that. But here's what the text says. It didn't say that all things will be good to us. But all things will work together for us. Who am I preaching to? Somebody has to have the faith to tell God even things I did not like helped me develop strength. I don't understand. How could it have, Pastor? How could me losing a loved one make me better? Because it kept you on your knees. Gave you strength. Anyone know how to praise God? for bad things that happen that God used to make you a better person. I'm preaching to someone not rave your hands if you're better because of some unfortunate things that happened. It, it was good that I was afflicted for it taught me your stature. Uh, the biblical writers say, I was wounded in the house of a friend. Best thing to happen to some of us is that somebody broke your heart. Best thing to happen to some of you is that some people left you. And you were crushed at the time. But God made a way out of nowhere. Look at somebody and say, God will work it out. And then the third and the final insight is this. There are 
qualifiers. The late Dr. Bill Jones, pastor, Brooklyn, New York, preached when I was a student at Benedict College. You've got to qualify for these blessings. God says it happens, things work out for our good to those who love God, to those who live according to his purpose. Don't y'all get mad at me, but you can't live any kind of way and wonder why things are not working out. You can't keep cussing everybody out, robbing God, slipping and tipping and dipping. You can't keep faking your faith and wonder how things are going to work. You can't just be saved on Sunday at 11 or 8 and be a demon every other day of your life and wonder why things... Can I preach to somebody? God said you got to live according to God's purpose for your life every day. You want to be blessed by God? Walk in God's purpose. Live according to God's purpose. And when you do, watch what the Lord has in store for you. Listen, I'd like to conclude with how Paul began this verse. Paul began verse 28 with these three words. And I want to conclude with this. And we know. Ooh, I wish I had time to preach. Deacon Joseph Nesbitt, if I had time to preach, I would summons your late beloved mother, Mother Maddie Harris, and ask the question she used to ask in testimony service, what you know about Jesus? Look at somebody and say, neighbor, we know. In other words, Paul said, I'm not guessing. I already know that everything is going to work out for my good. Anybody that got the faith to declare, I already know. Come on, tell somebody, I already know. Mother Harris would say, what you know about Jesus? And somebody would say, he's all. your neighbor say neighbor I already know that God will work it out I already know that everything is gonna be all right come on somebody give God your best y'all got 60 seconds to stand to your feet clap your hands and tell God, I know, I know. I already, I know. Encourage somebody, say it's all right now. It's all right. It's all right. Tell them it's all right. 
everything will be all right. I have an assurance that everything is going to be all right. I need some faith walkers to give God a hallelujah praise over something you know God will do even before you. promotion Robert I already seen what God is getting ready to do I need y'all to give God a 30 second dance dance like you over what you
Thank you, Eugene. I can see Mother Maddie Harris right now, Mother Jackson. <laughs> and see, they didn't say, what do you know about Jesus? Thank God for Ebonics. What you know? <laughs> Look at somebody say, what you know? All y'all up in it, sophisticated, educated people. <laughs> Lift those hands. Listen. I want you to hear this particular song that I've asked the praise team to do. Maverick City, Naomi Rain, and Israel from New Breed sung this. Sally Cuff, my cousin Sal, sent me this song as I was working on this message and it was confirmation. And the song simply says, God will work it out. That's why I had to slow things down for a moment. Listen to the words of the song. Before I knew my name, before I drew a breath, (laughs) he was making ways for me. Now and every day, each and every step, he's making ways for me. When my heart is full of doubt, feels like faith is running out. I've come too far. Thank you, Frank English, to turn around now. I know that God will work it out Bree and Cedric are coming right now along with our worship and arts team we're going to declare so that the enemies from the pits of hell can hear us and can see our faith we believe that God will work it Before I drew a breath, he was making ways for me. And now and every day, in each and every step, he is making ways for me. When my heart is full of doubt, it feels like faith is running out. I've come too far. To turn around, I know God will work it out. God <laughs> Just wave will your hands in now. One thing I know, one thing I found. Oh, God will work it out. Fighting to believe He is making ways for me And He won't let me down Never ever leave 
still making ways for me when my heart is full of doubt it feels like faith is running out i've come too far to turn service at two o'clock we're praying for two of our faithful members Erica and Amanda Means at two o'clock they are having a homegoing service for their mother next door Ooh. and what do you tell somebody whose heart is broken you tell them that you will laugh again God will restore your joy why? Because God will work it out. But please listen to this. There are qualifiers. And both of those qualifiers assumed a relationship with God. To those who love God, to those who are the called according to God's purpose, those who live their lives according to God's purpose. Don't expect it to work out if you don't have that relationship with God. Ooh, I appreciate the fact that you come to church on Sundays, 
And so many of you are here. This is our second service in this worship center today. And we are so grateful that so many have returned from COVID to worship God. But coming to church is not a relationship. <laughs> a relationship is when you know God and God knows you. When you commit to something greater than yourself. And so I invite you today as we did this morning at 8. For anyone, anywhere, wherever you are. If you're here after this prayer, I'll meet you at the altar. If you're viewing by way of internet, call us. Someone will pray the prayer of faith with you. But just know this. God will work it out. It's tough. It's rough. But God will work it out. Lift those hands. Close those eyes. Eternal Father, here we are standing in your presence. Declaring that we are fragile. We are at times weak. At times we are confused and unstable. But we know this. That you will work it out for our good. Even when it's not good to us, you can make it good for us. And we say thank you. Someone this morning wants to recommit their lives to you. Someone today, they have come to the realization that they can't work it out on their own they've tried they've tried being independent they've tried being self-sufficient as it relates to figuring out all of their problems but they need you right now Lord this very moment and we say thank you for opening up your arms and taking us all in with all of our imperfections with all of our weaknesses, you have taken us in and you've called us your child. And we say thank you. This is our prayer. In your name we pray and give thanks. And the church said amen. Look at somebody standing next to you and say God will work it out. If you want to make that commitment this morning, come on. I'll wait here on you. You don't have to be perfect. I, I want to commit my life, recommit my life. I like to join the church. I want to make that commitment to God right now. You have been listening to the worship service of the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, where Daryl Jackson is our pastor. Our worship services are open to all at 2440 Atlas Road in Columbia, South Carolina, just off Interstate 77 between Shop and Bluff Roads. We will continue to air our services here on the radio. We are also streaming live on our website at bwcar.org, on Facebook at Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, and now on YouTube. Our streaming services 
are available live on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. If you missed any of our services or want to watch them again, you can get them on demand on any of our social media channels. We invite you to stay in spiritual fellowship with us. To place your order for a CD or DVD of today's sermon titled, God Will Work It Out, please call us at 803-776-1238. Reference, sermon number 110523. Again, that telephone number is 803-776-1238. Sermon number 110523. The Bible Way Church of Atlas Road will host Military Appreciation Week, celebrating our past, present, and future military. Tuesday, November 14th, midweek service at 7 p.m. in the sanctuary with Senior Elder First Sergeant Fred Curtsy. Join us Saturday, November 18th at 10 a.m. in the C.R. Neal Dream Center Cafeteria for the Military Support Ministry Brunch. And on Sunday, November 19th, at our 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. morning worship service with Pastor Daryl Jackson. We invite all of our active duty and retired military families to join us in honoring and celebrating our military service members. We praise God for the testimonies of those who have received Christ and now have a deeper relationship with God as a result of this ministry. To sow a financial seed into this ministry, you can give online by clicking the link on our website at bwcar.org. Or you can give right from your mobile phone by texting BWCAR and your giving amount to the number 73256. You can also mail your gift to Bible Way Church of Atlas Road, Post Office Box 90309, Columbia, South Carolina, 29290. Please do not mail cash. Financial donations are being accepted at the church on Tuesdays from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. We thank you for your continued support of this ministry. At Bible Way, our mission is to know God, to love, and to serve.